Welcome to the Work Science Center podcast, brought to you by the Work Science Center at Georgia Institute of Technology. I'm your host, Ben Paradin. You can find more about the Work Science Center at our website, www.worksciencecenter.gatech.edu. In today's podcast, I talk with Tim Lawrence, Executive Director of SkillsUSA. SkillsUSA is a national organization dedicated to preparing the modern workforce for careers in trade, technical, and skilled service occupations. Tim and I discuss the skills needed to succeed in the modern work environment and the often overlooked value of career and technical education. All right, Tim, uh, thanks for joining me today. Uh, to start off, uh, could you tell me a bit about your background, how you became interested in skills education, and what is Skills USA? Absolutely. Uh, thanks so much for the opportunity, Ben, to be on today. My background uh, started as a, as a young man in southern West Virginia. I grew up in the coal fields. My parents still live there on a little farm, and uh, I was interested in and really uh, the manufacturing uh, industry, the manufacturing pathway. And my dad had been a, a craftsperson uh, working with uh, on the railroad, and uh, I was interested in the work that he did. But you know, I was a high school student who uh, came through a small system in southern West Virginia, and really started struggling when I hit Algebra 1 in high school. I was a straight-A student through elementary and, and junior high, and when I hit Algebra, I sort of hit the wall as a kid. And I struggled for the first time in my life as a, as a young man academically, uh, but I enrolled in a, in a welding program in Mercer County, West Virginia, a technical school there. And when I moved into that technical pathway, the light came on for me academically. All of a sudden, I could see the application, the real-world application of academics. I don't know if I was, uh, like many students today, bored with, with the, uh, the concept of, of algebra and advanced math, but it was, it was something that was a challenge for me. But when I got my hands on uh, welding fabrication and design and, and, and putting things together uh, uh, that made sense to me as a young man in the real world, and I knew that application would be could be used in future employment. Uh, I, I, I suddenly my, my academic score started to, to increase, and suddenly I became uh, relevant again in high school and to myself at least. And it made a huge difference for me. But I, I moved through that that pathway in a, in a welding program. I, I went into a, the manufacturing industry, continued my education. Eventually, I wanted to give back uh, the way that that career tech teacher had given to me. And I became a career technical education teacher myself for, for 10 years. So my pathway started as a, as a young man in a technical course uh, that made a big difference in my life. And frankly, and the same thing happens today, our, our instructors inside technical education are special people. And this, this instructor was probably other than my parents and my grandparents, the, the most influential mentor in my life. Um, and I wanted to give back the way that teacher had given to me. So I, I became a, a technical education teacher. Uh, eventually, from that uh, nine years of my life, moved into an administrative position at the Virginia Department of Education and uh, was managing the, the SkillsUSA program there. And then in 1996, I came up to work for the National SkillsUSA organization as the director of business partnerships and in 2001 became the CEO. So from that pathway of starting in a, in a technical program that changed really the, the outlook that I had on my life as far as setting goals in academic education, 
college career and even my own personal life, uh, I, I moved to, through that circle and a, a student who came full circle inside the organization. And by the way, during that time in, in that, that technical program, I was introduced to the organization that I now manage, and I was actually a competitor, a welding competitor in the state championship uh, back during my high school days. So it's been a journey, an incredible journey of, of, of a young man who started in a technical pathway and then came full circle through the organization that changed my life. So you mentioned a couple of times in their career in technical education, and uh, I'm wondering if you could explain a little bit um, what is that and how does the educational experience and the opportunities thereafter uh, differ from what we might consider uh, like a traditional university education? Absolutely, Ben. Uh, career technical education, uh, the term was once called vocational education in this country, but it's changed so much. Uh, Great technical education is, is really um, uh, built around 16 career clusters that represent every occupation uh, that, that exists uh, in our country and, and globally. There are 12.5 million high school and college students enrolled in CT across the country. Uh, our concentrators that are really um, moving through the CT programs, uh, our graduation rate at the high school level is, is in the 90, 90% range. In SkillsUSA, the organization that I manage now, our graduation rate in high school is 98%. And I do believe it's because of that, that real-world connection that I spoke of previously, that that real-world application is uh, something that, that draws interest and, and draws engagement and really connects students to something tangible that they can see um, a pathway. They can see a pathway for their future in a, in a, in a real-world uh, career. But CTE is... Um, is something that if you look at those 16 clusters, everything from finance to administration, government administration to uh, manufacturing, uh, healthcare, these 16 clusters cover all occupations and CTE does touch each and every one of those, those clusters. So within each of those clusters, there are career pathways and, and knowledge and skill stations that are aligned with it, with a core, um, a technical core that, that really is built upon the needs of business and industry and the needs of our economy. So CTE is not like yesterday's vocational education. It is really aligned with 21st century skills. Uh, it, it connects students not only to technical pathways, it's a great college pathway. Uh, a, a large percentage of our career tech students do go on and, and uh, pursue higher education and not only pursue higher education, but complete higher education because, again, they have that, that career pathway in mind, Ben, that is tied to something uh, that's not just a, a major that may change several times during their college career, but it's tied to a career pathway, whether it's in healthcare or business or manufacturing. They have a goal in mind at the end. So our, our high school graduation rate and our college graduation rate is extremely high, and I believe it's because of that connection through that pathway that uh, that CTE provides for them. Great. And you mentioned kind of how CTE is responsive to the needs of industry. And I think that's a great segue into a, a, a concept that I think we've been hearing more about lately, which is the skills gap in the American workforce. Uh, could you explain a little bit of what that idea means, that there's a skills gap in the modern workforce? Absolutely. The, the skills gap, um, you know, there is some, some misconception about the skills gap. But the skills gap is really the mismatch between the jobs that are available and the skills that are that are necessary to fill those jobs and for, for people to be successful in those jobs. The gap in our country continues to widen. Uh, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, 
is really going to be be extreme. In fact, employers are already seeing uh, some some uh, some challenges uh, because of the the uh, the gap that exists today. You know, it's all, there's also a gap in in, uh, in in the workforce available, but strictly the demographics. Uh, every day in this country, 10,000 plus people turn 65, which was once considered retirement age. Not sure it is anymore, but uh, that that gap of of people leaving the workforce and 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 the pipeline of young people coming coming into the workforce, particularly the technical workforce, continues to widen. But the real gap is between the skills that that people possess. And the, the skills that industry needs to fill the jobs uh, that that will, will will continue to move our economy forward. In fact, there's a there's an organization called the Manpower Group, and the Manpower Group each year does a talent shortage survey, and we hear it constantly in our organization, particularly from our business partners that we work with on a daily basis. In fact, we have a couple of business partners in the building today that we're that we're meeting with, but the. Uh, Employers around the world, and there's a survey that, that Manpower has done, 37,000 employers in 42 countries, 36% of those employers are having difficulty filling jobs, and that's the highest proportion since 2007. And 54% of those 37,000 employers are experiencing a talent shortage that they believe has a higher median impact on their ability to meet their customer needs. They can't meet client needs because the work is there. The contracts are in place, but they do not have the talent to to really um, to really get the work done. And the gap really is surprising as far as the jobs that are toughest to fill. Uh, again, according to Manpower, and this has been going on now for 10 years straight. Toughest jobs to fill worldwide: number one, skilled trade workers; number two, engineers; number three, technicians. And the list goes on. Those three skilled workers. Skilled trade workers, like welders and machinists, plumbers, carpenters, construction, manufacturing, uh, and so forth, uh, engineers and technicians have been in the top three consistently over the past 10 years. So those are the jobs toughest to fill. The other thing we like to talk about in SkillsUSA, not necessarily like to talk about it, but we do talk about it, is the other skills gap. And that gap is, is around what some people call soft skills or professional skills uh, now in in, uh, in our federal uh, in our federal discussions in, in uh, 21st century skills but when you look at, at what employers are saying to us uh, one of their biggest challenges is the lack uh, in today's rising workforce the lack of basic employability skills things like time management teamwork work ethic integrity um, the, the problem-solving and critical thinking skills. So where our organization, and we'll talk about that, I know at a little later, skills will say our real sweet spot, our core, is around those uh, those softer skills. Nothing soft about them. They're, they're, they're hard to teach. They're hard to measure. But that's another big issue facing today's uh, business market is that lack of basic employability skills. In fact, when we ask employers their, their number one characteristic for hiring, it's not recommendations from previous employers, it's not previous work experience, it's not academic performance or grades, it's applicant attitude and applicant communication skills. Those skills that uh, that make people successful in working with others and, and really being a part of a team that can be a high-performing team inside a business. Okay, so I definitely want to... Long answer to a short question. <laughs> 
Well, I definitely want to return to those employability skills and learn a bit more about those. But before we kind of leave the, the more narrow idea of the, the skills gap, why do you think we're seeing such a mismatch between the qualifications of today's workforce and the needs of the labor market, particularly in uh, in those industries that you mentioned that are seeing the biggest impact? Uh-huh. It's, it's a tough question, Ben. The, um, the mismatch is happening simply because the training, uh, people are entering that training pipeline. And there is still a misconception. There's still a... Um, an image problem inside what we call career and technical education. Although if you walk into a, a local school, I'm in Loudoun County, Virginia, just across the river from Frederick, Maryland, if you walk into their pre-engineering program at the Frederick Technology Center or into their graphic arts program at, at the Monroe Tech Center here in Leesburg, you'll see something totally different if you're a parent than what you would have seen during your high school years inside career and technical education. So I think there's this misconception that these jobs are dark, dirty, and dangerous. Uh, that yesterday's factory floor and yesterday's manufacturing facility was a place that you don't want to steer your, your child toward, but that is a misconception. It's, it's a myth. Uh, the, today's, today's, um, production facilities and today's manufacturing facilities are state of the art, uh, lots of clean lab, uh, uh, atmosphere, uh, and even our schools where we do this training now, high school and technical and community colleges are so much more advanced than, than they were before. So I think the, the problem starts maybe with parents uh, not understanding the, uh, the opportunities that exist inside career and technical education, education and the, the opportunities that exist with those, those career pathways and those eventual jobs that, that are so um, in need today, the, the skills that are needed for those jobs. Um, the, 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 the one I mentioned, skilled trade workers, we work with a lot of manufacturers, a lot of commercial and industrial construction companies, uh, there's a, a tremendous need, not only nationwide, but worldwide right now for welders. And most parents wouldn't think of, of uh, their son or daughter going into the welding industry or into the manufacturing industry, but there's not only opportunity, there's, there's, there are big wages and big benefits for a person who wants to work in that industry. And that's not only that industry, it's, it's across the board in the what we would call the trades or the industrial sector. Okay, and I wonder what you think, you know, because something that we're seeing a lot lately is is students coming out of, of universities with, with big student loans and not necessarily a, um, a great um, track record of being able to, to pay them off quickly. So this, this idea of taking a career in technical education pathway uh, that's more responsive to the needs of the labor market, is it something that you think can can help people kind of get a better head start in their career in terms of um, being in a more stable financial position more quickly? Absolutely. And, and uh, you know, today's current technical education uh, is demand-driven. It's driven by the demands of local business and industry. And this, uh, this idea of college debt, becoming so excessive in our country now, surpassing credit card debt for the first time, I think, a few months ago. Uh, the stars are sort of aligning for career and technical education because an industry-recognized credential uh, is very valuable in today's in today's marketplace. A college degree is also valuable, but we see so many college graduates who are wandering uh, for a decade, in, in many cases, with a, uh, a degree that 
really doesn't lead to that that direct that doesn't lead directly to to that uh, that job that that their major may have prepared them for. Um, and young people are, are finding and parents are finding that that an industry recognized credential, whether it's a an IT credential, uh, a manufacturing credential from the American Welding Society or the National Institute for Metalworking Skills or or in automotive and transportation, uh, AFCE, uh, collision, those kinds of credentials are very, very valuable. And uh, in fact, of our 400,000 approximate students who come through this program every year, 31% of our students go directly to work. Uh, they may go back and pursue higher education, but go directly to work because they have the skills and the credentials to earn a good living right out of high school or right out of a two-year technical college or community college with an associate degree or with even without the associate degree with an industry credential that, that has value in the workplace. So college debt is something that, that uh, is, is changing the equation, you might say, particularly with parents who are looking for alternatives. And I don't like the word alternative because we don't think that career technical education is an alternative education. It's part of mainstream education. As I said, 12.5 million students annually are taking some kind of CTE course whether it's in graphic arts or IT or manufacturing or construction or healthcare, uh, it covers all occupations and all pathways into into the workplace. Great. So you say the stars are aligning for uh, for people to really take notice of the the value of career and technical education. And Skills USA, I Absolutely. guess, is is an organization that uh, that is equipped to to help them pursue that path. So you mentioned that you all have four hundred thousand members or so. Is that right? This year, 395,488, but who's counting? So uh, among your students, uh, what's the makeup? Is it typically uh, young people looking to enter the workforce right out of high school, or is it more people who are looking for career transitions after having been in the workforce for a while? Yeah, it's, it's a really diverse mix. We, we're serving students. We opened up our, our program to middle school three years ago. We have a few thousand middle school members. Predominantly, our members are, are high school students or who are in a technical pathway uh, preparing for a technical career. And then we have the primarily two-year colleges, uh, that market uh, of students. And, and uh, the diversity in our organization, we truly look like America. When you look at our, our membership of annually around 400,000, uh, almost 13 million that have come through the program since 1965 when we were founded, and I'm so proud that I was one of those students and my life was changed by this organization. But to give you an example, uh, SkillsUSA, uh, we have a, a, a framework, an organizational framework that, that really we want every student to prepare for that, that employability skills piece we talked about, to be career ready, uh, to gain the personal skills like work ethic and integrity, the workplace skills like teamwork and communication, and then the technical skills grounded in academics that they'll need to be successful in the workplace. We also run the largest skills competition in the world. We had the, a delegation here from a small university in China with 180,000 students was here visiting yesterday. Wow. And we were discussing the differences between career technical education in the United States and career technical education programs in China. We both are, we have a common connection with 76 countries around the world with an organization called World Skills. We'll be sending a team of U.S. students to compete with those 76 countries, sent into Abu Dhabi of all places in October. But what leads to that world competition are local, regional, state, and our big national 
arts to welding to carpentry. And of those students missing diversity of age and people coming back for retraining, we had the youngest competitor in our program this year was 13, a middle school student from Hawaii who was competing in a pre-engineering design challenge. Our oldest competitor in the national competition this year was 73 years old, a lady from Arizona who was in a welding pathway. And that's the diversity and that, that, that piece you mentioned about people coming back to retrain. Um, our students are, are in a wide range, wide range of, of, of career pathways, but also in a very diverse range of age. And we see that community college, that two-year college population, the average age being in the late 20s, near 30, because people are circling back after that decade of wandering, what I call wandering in the, in the wilderness, coming back to, to reestablish themselves in a, in a technical pathway that will lead to something they either really uh, love to do, they want to get that education and that skill training to make sure they're, they're doing something they're passionate about, or because they've lost their job and they're, they just need to retrain to support their family and their community. So that, that retraining piece is huge. Um, that, that technical college, two-year college piece becomes more and more relevant uh, to the to the needs of the of the economy and to the needs of the workplace as people are coming back and getting that training. Thanks, Tim. Uh, I'm conscious of the time here. Do we have time for one more kind of substantive question before we let you go? Sure. So one thing I think that uh, that has been in the news lately is kind of the the decline of 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 whole sectors of the economy or the labor market. I'm thinking maybe of transportation with the kind of coming of driverless cars or the manufacturing industry. And so this seems like a, an issue that's going to require maybe large sectors of the workforce to, to retrain for different types of careers. Is Skills USA kind of targeting some of those areas that seem like they're ripe for, for big transitions in the future? Absolutely. And, and what makes the magic of, of Scotiabank happen is our connection to industry. We have over 600 business partners. Uh, every every industry you can imagine uh, in those those clusters that we talked about earlier are involved with us. And this is something that most people aren't aware of, but this competition that we hold every year really drives uh, behavior in our training programs and our schools because for example, let's use automotive. We know driverless cars are coming. Our, our national automotive competition is managed by General Motors and Mercedes and all the manufacturers and the aftermarket companies as well. Our, our national HVAC competition is managed by Carrier Corporation, Train and Linux, and the Refrigeration Service Engineers Society. 31 companies sit on that national committee to write the standards that students um, for, for the skills and knowledge that students uh, should, should possess to be successful in that industry. So, for example, as we speak today, um, if you if you have a car accident, you know there's so much new technology happening in repair. Um, there's plastic welding now versus just metal. There's all kinds of composite materials that have to be repaired, and, and that technology and the, the repair um, repair skills have to be have to be there uh, in automotive. Uh, you know, traditionally an automotive competition would involve brakes and, and steering and, and mechanics, but suddenly we're, we're, we're introducing hybrid technology into that, that competition. When we introduce a technology that industry leads into a national competition, 
drives behavior back to the, to the schools and colleges that do that training because they see that industry is leading that technology, that industry is demanding that technology. And if they're going to be successful, they need to be teaching that technology. So, so what we do in SkillsUSA really drives a lot of behavior in our training programs in schools. But as jobs are changing, driverless cars are coming, there's still, and you, you think about the robotics lines in manufacturing, uh, you know, we hear that, that, that technology is taking jobs away. And there are examples of that, a battery factory in Ohio who had 300 employees and suddenly they've, they've moved to automate that process and they're down to less than 100 now, producing more than ever before. But what people don't realize is that to maintain that robotics line, to maintain that automated equipment, you need highly skilled technicians to keep that line moving. Same way with driverless cars. Someone has to, to troubleshoot, someone has to repair, someone has to maintain that automobile even when it becomes driverless. So the need for technicians is not only going to, uh, it's, it, it, it's not going to go away, it's actually going to increase in demand. The skills and the technology and the, and the, um, the, the, the knowledge that, that that technician is going to have to have in the future. So we, we feel good about the future, even though lots of automation is coming. Um, the autonomous car is one good example. But remember, uh, that car may drive itself, but it, um, that technology, whether it's the, the drivetrain, the engine, the, the computer system on that car, still has to have a human being behind it to make it work. So a lot of talk, but, but we're not... Uh... Not ready to get rid of human workers just yet. That's good news. Yeah, it will, it will be a long time before uh, America, the American public gives up driving their car. So I think it'll, it won't be in my lifetime, then or yours. I think it'll be a, a while down the road before we see people lose that love for driving. Well, we'll wait and see. Uh, Tim, this has been a, <laughs> a, a really interesting conversation. I want to give you the opportunity to share any Closing thoughts, anything we've missed or something we've touched on that you'd like to circle back? Sure. Uh, just for anyone who's listening, uh, if you're interested in learning more uh, about career technical education, there's a website, careertech.org, and there's a campaign now called um, Skills uh, Skills to Build America, and, and you can learn more about CTE there. I encourage you to look at our website, skillsusa.org, to learn about the things that we're doing to help students gain the framework skills to be successful in the future. And there's all there's there's a lot of data about the skills gap. You just just Google skills gap and you'll find more than you want to know. But but I do encourage you to take a look at Skills USA um, as uh, as a way if if a, a parent is listening and has a child who's thinking about a career path uh, of of a technical nature of any kind, take a look at Skills USA. We can help. We can help guide and, and direct and connect uh, those young people or older people, no matter what age the student is, to a, a, a really successful uh, future. And so careertech.org and skillsusa.org, and uh, that, will, uh, that will close me out. All right, Tim Lawrence, thank you for your time. Thank you so much. Take care.